Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Me Athlete Radio. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 11 of No Meat Athlete Radio. This is Matt Frazier, as always with my co-host Doug Hay. How are you doing, Doug? Doing well. Doing well. Good. And we have a uh, very special episode today because we have a guest, which we haven't had too many of yet since we kind of resurrected this podcast, uh, and it is Leo Babata from Zen Habits, who, you know, we talk about him all the time. I always write about him, link to him, just because he's he's been such a huge source of inspiration for me and and not just inspiration but kind of strategies and things uh you know related to habit change and he's an incredible guy to talk to so uh that that'll be good okay so the focus of today's episode is on simplifying healthy eating and for most people listening here that's going to mean vegetarian vegan diet but i'm sure we have many people who aren't really there yet and are kind of just interested in it Uh, in fact i know we have many people who are who are kind of in that situation so in our conversation with Leo and what we'll talk about beforehand, uh, you know, I don't want to I don't want to necessarily talk only about diet as it relates to veganism. I want to talk about healthy eating in general. Like, what you know, what does someone need to do if they want to start healthy eating? How do they simplify it? How do they cut through all this clutter and all the diet crazes and everything that's always out there? Uh, and you know, this whole industry that is built up around around how to lose weight and how to eat healthy and you know, just there's there's tons of stuff. And I don't want to criticize it because we are in some way in it but uh you know i I just want to give some really actionable simplifying sort of tips and uh that's that's what we'll talk to leo about but what we're also talking to about it because of uh, a special very special thing that uh he's launching next week right yes that's correct and uh it's called seven day vegan.com uh it's basically a challenge to allow people to kind of give a vegan diet a try and there's a bunch of guidelines a bunch of different people i contributed to it and so did a bunch of other vegan cookbook authors and athletes and people like that. So it's a great resource for people who are just interested in giving the diet a try. Completely free, no opt-in or anything like that required. Uh, just just an awesome thing that Leo has done and, and brought together all these different vegan bloggers and athletes. So very cool. We'll definitely talk to him about that. Definitely. Um, besides that, as far as housekeeping goes, I mean, if, if you're not subscribed to the show yet, please head over to iTunes and do that. Uh, it helps us out tremendously. And, uh, I mean, alternatively, you can subscribe to No Meat Athlete in, in the box at the upper right of the site, and you'll, you'll get the posts. And we always do post the podcast episodes once every, once every month or so. We're trying to get a little bit more frequent than that, so maybe once every two weeks. <clears throat> but uh, we will see. So, finally, before we actually get into the meat of the day show, I mean, I feel like at the very least, we should mention Boston and what happened last week. Uh, I wrote really all my thoughts about it, uh, or at least my thoughts in the day immediately after it, uh, in a post called What It Means to Be a Runner. And we'll link that in the show notes here. Got a tremendous response from people there. It was really, I, I don't know, in, in some ways struck a chord that I didn't quite realize uh, was there. I just didn't realize that so many people would would care about that post. It was kind of just, I don't know, I just felt like I should say something about this horrible tragedy that that happened with something that had been so meaningful for me and such a big part of my life and just this you know this huge seven year challenge that i was basically on trying to get there and um it just seemed weird to remain silent even though my my tendency and kind of gut reaction being an 
introvert is to sort of <laughs> be silent and you know not be the one who steps forward and like writes this big thing about it. But uh, I did, and people liked it, so I was really really happy about that. Thank you everyone for all the the wonderful comments on there. It was it was great to read those, uh, and you know something that I think I and many other people needed during those those days. So um, you know it's good that it's good that it has come you know gotten resolved in some way and in, in that they've they've you know got the suspects and everything and uh you know obviously the the damage is never going to be undone but um you know it's it's sort of nice it's it's nice to be able to move on as as runners and as bloggers and you know it, it's just nice that we can we kind of look forward now and and uh move on to things like healthy eating guidelines yeah <laughs> all right so on that note good little segue there um Let's oh one more thing. Let's talk about your race though, because you, you talked in our last podcast about you. We talked about how that you know there was a sort of epic failure that you had in a previous race, and that you had this big one coming up in a couple weeks, and uh-huh. now that race has come and gone. So tell us quickly about it before we get into the food stuff. Yeah. So yeah, last month we talked about um, kind of a, a 50k run that I had done as somewhat of a fun run, somewhat of a training run for this 50 miler, uh, which was few weeks ago, my second 50-miler, and the 50K went horribly. We talked about it in length and how to kind of move past that, and the advice that you shared and the advice we talked about ended up working out pretty well. Um, it was a good it was a good race, a little bit slower than I expected, but um, that's okay. You know, I kept chugging along and never had any big uh, big bonks or anything like that and, and just felt really good about it. It was a really good way to kind of mentally, you know, personally redeem myself um, in my own head and, and the running, and, and I just, um, you know, finished that one feeling really good. And you said wasn't as fast as you had wanted. I didn't even realize that, but you, you did, you broke 10 hours, right? I did. I broke 10 hours. Yeah, I was, I was kind of, it, it's not all that challenging, of course, so I was, was kind of hoping to uh, be a little faster than my last 50-miler, but, you know, honestly, I was just really happy to finish. After the 50K went so wrong and I wasn't even sure if I was going to continue running and continue uh, even go out and do this race um you know I was just really happy to finish and to finish you know feeling good about it so good well yeah. congratulations that's awesome I've still not broken 10 hours on either one of my 250 milers and uh well I feel like I have that in me for sure uh it hasn't happened yet and uh I don't have any 50 milers planned actually I'm thinking about doing one in November. Um, oh, yeah? Mountain Masochist, have you heard of that one in Virginia? Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's a pretty famous one. And a friend of mine who is not an ultra runner, but actually ran our, he ran my first marathon with me. He was kind of in our ill-fated group that tried to do that uh, <laughs> and, and all of a sudden got injured and, you know, long story. But anyway, he, he's interested in doing this. For some reason, that race, you know, caught his attention. So I told him that if he does it, I would, uh, I'd be interested in doing it with him. So We'll see, but that's not exactly a course where I would be setting any PRs. I don't think. No, it's, I don't think a, so either. It's a tough one, and the limit—it's a cutoff of 12 hours. They don't—they don't let you. Basically, if you finish after 12 hours, it doesn't count, which is you know, on that kind of course. I, I could be up there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, how's your uh, training for the 100 miler going? It's going very well. I'm in week. Uh, I guess I'm starting week 12 of it now. I think it might be week 11 out of 24. So I'm almost halfway there, and. Uh, it's it's pretty good. I mean, this week was was a this weekend was a 14 miler one day and a 12 miler the next day, which is kind of the most back to back training I've ever done. I never really it, to me after a long run, which I think of something as more than like 10 miles, I consider that pretty long. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it always just feels like the natural thing is to take a rest day. Like you earn this day of not running. So to wake up after 14 and be like, oh, I got to run 12 today. And like, I felt it. Like at the end of 12, it, it felt like I was at the end of a marathon. Like my legs felt that brick heavy. Uh-huh. Even though it was much easier to go out and get started, like I felt kind of great then and felt, I was like, man, this is great. I could walk all kinds of miles this way. But by the end of that, it certainly did not feel like a normal 12 mile run. It felt like, it felt like the end of a marathon. So, uh-huh. um, but it was good. I, I really liked this back to back kind of training and, uh, it, the, the thing's going well. I have the 12 hour race in, in just a little over a month, a month and a week or so. And I'm really looking forward to that one for some reason. I, I mean, it's, it's going to be. It's going to be tough at 10 a.m. To, to realize that I am running. No matter how fast I go, I'm going to be still running at 10 p.m. Uh, <laughs> unless, I, unless I quit or something, but I don't plan on doing that, obviously. Right. So when I think about it that way, it seems kind of scary, but I don't know. It just I mean, if you get tired, you can, you can literally stop, and you're still in some way making progress because the time is going on, right. and then start again, you know, start again when you're feeling better. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to making it a really good kind of dress rehearsal for the hundred. Like I realized how much I need to think about fueling and that's like really my one opportunity to really nail down right. fueling for anything beyond 30 miles. Cause in my, in my other training, it's never going to get more than, I think there's a 50 K, but that's it. So it's kind of the one opportunity to really try anything I'm going to try that, that day, I think. Yeah. So it seems like you're getting pretty, pretty excited about the hundred mile. Are you, are you feeling good mentally? Yeah, I am in a way. I mean, I've I've been kind of reading and rereading Brian Powell's book uh, to to sort of feel better mentally. Right. It's it's just like a weird, I don't know, like thinking about running through the night after after having already run whatever sixty or seventy miles, and it just seems like this total sort of like the whole thing seems like this sort of dark. Thing that I'm heading towards like I don't know anything about what it feels like to run more than 50 miles and I don't still really know what I'm going to be eating then or even if I do figure out what I'm going to be eating then like is my body going to be handling it well then then it's running through the night then it's running through a course that I don't really know so it just seems like this huge unknown and it's like sure. I just know there's going to be this huge urge to quit and and uh, <laughs> that, I mean that's that's part of it and right, right. it's kind of weird to it's kind of weird to look forward to that. Like I can't wait till that day comes until I'm prepared for it and go do it. But it's, it's, it's scary. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm, I'm sure. prepared yet. I would say I'm working on it. Well, but, good. Uh, hopefully the 12 hour will, will kind of help get you there a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I hope so. Maybe I can run like 99 miles in that 12 hour. <laughs> I don't know. There you go. All right. So anyway, let's get into uh, our advertised topic here of simplifying healthy eating. And, um, you know, I don't have too much to say about it. Leo is really the guy we want to talk to about this because he's, he's all about simplicity. He, he calls himself a simplicity blogger, I believe. And recently he's started to write a lot more about – well, he's always written about healthy eating. Recently he's written more about plant-based healthy eating. Um, so that's, that's kind of where I think we'll get to the bulk of the, the good information here. Um, my, my two cents on simplifying and healthy eating are that – the, the two concepts really do go together well. And I've found that since I've been vegetarian and even more so since I've been vegan, uh, I've, I've tended to kind of simplify lots of aspects of my life. Like, like I, and I'm actually, I'm working on this little chapter for a book that I was asked to do. It's like, it's a book about kind of what, uh, 
I don't know what what being a vegan or being a vegan runner means to you. And I, I was, it's it's a hard thing to write, but one of the things that I was kind of focusing on was this this idea of how much it has simplified my diet, especially in this in this particular thing that I'm writing. Uh-huh. But uh, you know, I used to be like really into all these. I used to cook a lot at home, and this was before I was vegetarian, and I I loved it, and I cooked kind of gourmet, authentic Italian food as much as I could, and you know, several times a week I would I would cook a meal that took me well over an hour, maybe sometimes two hours, sometimes three on like a weekend to do. And I was so into it. And then once I went vegan, I was kind of like, I, I lost that for some reason, that, that kind of hedonistic, like just passion for food went away. Interesting. But yeah, but what, it, but what kind of replaced it was this love for really, really simple food. So I will still cook that kind of food sometimes, but when I look and find some sort of Italian recipe, I'm not looking for the most complicated, authentic lasagna I can make. I'll, I'll make some sort of pasta that has like it's like a you know a homemade simple homemade pasta dish with with a single vegetable in it, and it's you know it's just like the simpler the food, the more it highlights the ingredients that are in it, and the more it becomes about having really really high quality ingredients. So, and, and I'm, you know I haven't even talked about health yet. This is kind of just about taste and liking food, but I found that as you get simpler and simpler, and you start choosing more, you know, higher quality ingredients, it it just it it becomes easier to eat healthy. And and there's this adage of eating like a like a poor person or peasant food or you know these different phrases. I think even Born to Run they mentioned eat like a poor person. One of the coaches in there did. And uh, it it turns out to be a really really. I mean, aside from the fact that many poor people actually eat McDonald's because it's, it's so cheap. Cheap, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. I guess it's more like eat like a poor person did 200 years ago before there was McDonald's. <laughs> and even that's not probably a good example because then you got, you know, whatever, bubonic plague and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that might have been a little longer than that. I don't know. But uh, the point is, you know, grains like bulk grains, dried beans, dried lentils, canned goods are fine too. And like, you know, a lot of one-pot meals, uh, like I have this that thing a grain a green and a bean I think is how it goes maybe it's maybe it's some other order that's catchier but you, you can make a meal that's based on three things like that and then just flavored in some some way and it's it's a such a healthy meal uh, at least at least in the way that I view healthy food and it tastes good and it's simple and I I love that and I love that you can eat really healthy by eating really really simply without even if you're not a good cook I mean you don't have to be at all to make that kind of food. So that's that's sort of you know mostly what all of I have really to add about healthy eating. But I'm looking forward to talking to to Leo about this stuff. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, and the other thing we wanted to talk about is his seven day vegan program, which uh, we'll get into. You can go to sevendayvegan.com right now if you want to check it out while we're talking to him. That's that's the number seven and then the words dayvegan.com. Uh, totally free program to kind of you know a lot of tools there to help you. Just try out a vegan diet for seven days if you're interested in doing that. And uh, anyway, I'm I'm excited to to go to Leo here. Uh, he's he's someone I've he's a friend of mine. I'm I'm very proud to call him a friend. And uh, he, he's an incredible blogger, as evidenced by his his audience, of course. I mean, Zen Habits is humongous, and it's it's one of the it's won all kinds of like you know Time Magazine top 25 blogs and things like that. Uh, and it's for good reason. Uh, he he does his research, which I think is such a great thing about him. He has a tremendous article on soy. It's I think it's called the truth about soy, and uh, we'll we'll put the link for that one. He has a great one about plant based diet, 
And, and pretty much anytime he writes a post about something like that, you know, where he's talking about your health and making recommendations, it's always backed up by links to all kinds of different stuff. And you can just tell he spends many, many hours doing his research. And that's really what Zen Habits started as, I think. I, I mean, I, I know in some to some extent it was like a personal journal of his own habit changes and how he was doing it. But at some point he really started getting serious about research and like looking, you know, looking at studies and looking at how people change and what's effective and what doesn't work. And, uh, you know, he, he just, he just, he's great about, uh, about, he's made himself an expert on these topics by doing his research. And I think that's fantastic. And I think he's a great blogger. So I'm excited to go to him. Um, so let's go ahead and do that now. All right. All right, so today it is our pleasure to be joined by Leo Babalta from Zen Habits. Uh, I'm sure you know him from there because I mention him just about every single time we record a podcast, it seems, uh, and, and always having to link to Zen Habits, too, because there's tons of good stuff. Um, and, you know, Leo, you're you're one of my very favorite bloggers in the world. You're, you're probably the only one of maybe about three that I actually get every day in my inbox and read read each post that you write. Um so it's a pleasure to have you on here, of course, and uh, I'm excited to talk about, you know, um, just kind of diet stuff, simple simple eating kind of guidelines, and then talk a little bit about 7-Day Vegan Challenge, your new site. So thanks a lot. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for, for having me, um, and I'd like to return the compliment that you're one of the few blogs that I, I also read, <laughs> and um, I really appreciate you linking to me and sharing me with people. That's a huge honor. Cool. Well, it's a pleasure. All right. So, um, well, the reason that we figured this would be a good time to have you on is because, as I mentioned, you are just about ready to launch this new site um, that's called the Seven Day Vegan Challenge. Right. And uh, you know, I figured what we could talk about is some diet stuff here and some some stuff that's actually vegan, and then also just some more kind of general, simple, healthy eating guidelines, tips, habits, type things like that, uh, for people who, who maybe aren't vegan or maybe even interested in doing that yet, but just kind of, um, you know, just starting to think about it and kind of want to start eating healthier and maybe eventually get there. Um, but as we know, most of the No Meat Athlete audience is vegetarian or vegan, so we can certainly focus on that too. Sure. Um, so I guess the first question, and I think uh, I know the answer to this, but I, I think a lot of people probably do wonder it, uh, and that's that's what is your reason for being for being vegan i mean you, you write about the health benefits a lot and, and i know that health uh in, in diet and fitness is important to you yeah. but but what you know what's what's your reason for doing it for being vegan yeah well i mean i i started out on the road um as a vegetarian uh, probably like seven or eight years ago uh just mostly for health reasons i was looking for a way to change my diet so that i could become healthier lose weight um, I really felt bad about the food that I was eating. And so I started off that way, just kind of curious about whether this could work. And I tried all kinds of other diets, like the Atkins diet and Mediterranean diet and a bunch of other things like that. Um, and vegetarian, the vegetarian diet, uh, as a health diet, it felt pretty good, but also just started to resonate with me the more I read about it um, and the ethics of you know, being compassionate uh, towards animals. Um, you know, which I think most of us would, would love to do, um, just because we, we do as a society t tend to love animals, uh, you know, at least our pets <laughs> mm -hmm. and zoo animals and things like that. Um, 
and that's evidenced by the number of cat videos online. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, so the more I read about, the more I really, it felt right to me. And, you know, of course, you see the horrible videos of how animals are treated um, in our, in the food industry. Um, And so that, the, the more I read about that and watched those videos, it just, didn't feel right. And I, it, I started to become a stronger and stronger think belief of mine. And of course, you know, I wasn't fully vegan and I uh, didn't really understand why that was. And so I started, I mean, I, why people would go vegan, why, why not eat dairy or, or eggs or, you know, things like that. And so I started looking into that just out of curiosity. And the more I read about it, the more I believed in that. So now it's something uh, for actually for a long time, it was something that I believed in but didn't fully practice. Like I was slowly transitioning to it and making kind of reasons not to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, last year I decided to go full into it. Um, and you know, so did my wife in October. And so we've been really happy with that and haven't looked back. And we're just um, like super happy to be living, uh, have our diet be basically in line with our values. Yeah, it's I love that part because that's that's exactly what I experienced. Um, and, and I actually went vegan in kind of the same way you did. I just started to feel that that it was kind of inconsistent with what I believed, and I didn't know why I was still eating dairy and stuff. And I just it was just sort of like inertia. Like I kind of never never drew a line and said, okay, for now on, I don't. Um, but like you said, it was like at, in the week or two after I decided to make the difference, I just felt amazingly good about. Like when I was at the grocery store actually picking out ingredients, it was just it just felt right to be like eating that way and living that way and it felt like it was finally in line with, with the values. So Yeah. And that's uh, actually I think a lot of people feel that way when they start to become when they become vegan and they decide make that decision. It's not like something they're thinking about, but they decide to do it and then they start practicing it. I think there's such a good feeling about it that that becomes um, something that they want to share with everybody else. Yeah. So that's the reason why we you get the the old uh, joke about you know how do you tell a vegan in the room he'll let you know <laughs> yeah uh, yeah so I, I think it's just because we're we become so passionate about it and we love it so much that we wish everyone else could discover what we discover and I I, I mean obviously there are some preachy vegans but most ones that I know are just really you know they just love what they're doing and they they think why can't everyone else you know at least give this a shot. Um, you know, like we don't want to force things down people's throats, at least most of us. Um, but it's just such a good feeling that you you want your family and friends to try it, too. Um, yeah. They don't want to. So actually, that's the reason why I started the seven day vegan challenge uh, website is just kind of uh, it was a way to not force things down people's throats or preach to them, but more share the joy that I have found and many other people like yourself have found. Um, so. And, and then just do it in a fun way, an easy way, and like make it accessible. Because uh, I think most people don't really understand what it's about, and they think it's too hard, and like, oh, I can never give up cheese, that kind of thing. So um, this is a way to kind of get people to like dip their toes in the water, basically. Yeah, you know, and I think I'm I'm one of those people. You know, I've been Does that makes sense. I've been vegetarian for um, you know several years now, but taking that, you know, dropping cheese or taking that leap. And it seems like I'm really giving up so much more. Um, and I think that, you know, I was really uh, kind of, I don't know, really 
liked the idea of the seven day vegan challenge. And, you know, like I mentioned to you, I, I've been, this is day four for me. So I'm just, just beginning this vegan journey, but, um, you know, it hasn't felt nearly as, as bad as, or it hasn't felt like I'm giving up nearly as much as I, as I thought it would, you know, so it kind of, yeah, getting out there and, and just giving it a shot, you know, um, is a good way to approach it, even if it's just for seven days or 14 or, or whatever. Yeah. Well, amazing job, Doug. I'm really, uh, <laughs> you're giving it a shot. Um, and yeah, like, you know, I, I think that's one of the keys, um, to transitioning, especially if you've been ve- vegetarian for a while, that's, you know, the meat part is not a hard part, but right, right. Uh, like, you know, if you, people think, Oh, I need my cheese. Like I love cheese on pizza, for example, um, <laughs> or on burger, your veggie burger. Um, like, you think of that as the sacrifice that you're giving up, but if you can just look at it as this, you know, new, like, like interesting thing that you're exploring and, um, see the good parts of it, uh, then you don't really feel so bad about sacrificing something. Cause I don't, I really don't look at it now as a sacrifice. Right. I did, you know, before when I was considering it, but now I realize like there's, there's amazing food and it's, you're just kind of like going from one, like really good tasting food to another and it's like <laughs> yeah. it's more now in line with how you you know what you believe in so, so yeah just don't look at it as a sacrifice i think that's a really important point Let, let's go ahead and explain what seven day vegan is just so everyone knows um i actually just somehow i got dropped from the skype call for a second when i was oh. asking his question so i don't know i hope he didn't say this exact thing but um what what i mean seven day vegan challenge is a totally free thing it's at seven day com. the number seven yeah. day vegan yeah. And, uh, Leo, can you just explain like what, you know, what, what it is, what's the, you know, what's the uh, elevator pitch of it? Sure. Uh, so basically it's just a a free, um, it's not a marketing (laughs) thing. It's a a free challenge, uh, that I'm trying to get, uh, people to just give it, give veganism a shot for seven days. And it's kind of along the lines of like meatless Mondays where you're like reducing one, one thing a day, you know, one day a week, um, and you're doing it, and it's, you know, like, good for your health, it's good for the environment, and of course, it's, it's more compassionate towards animals. So this is a seven, seven day, seven straight days, uh, basically any seven straight days that you decide to do it, um, and we give you, like, free, you know, meal plans and recipes and articles about how to do it and why to do it and the health um, you know, aspects of it all. And all of that is, is not just written by me, but people like yourself, um, and a number of other amazing vegans. And actually, Matt was, uh, probably the most important person to bring them all together. <laughs> so yeah. I have to give you credit there, Matt. And I'm gonna actually change that on the about page so that people are aware of, um. Oh, the, but you don't need to do that. Really. I, mean, I, I want people <laughs> to know that you reached out to, like, a lot of different great vegan authors and bloggers. And really helped me to uh, get them on the site, and I'm, that's I think it's amazing to get when you get all these different people, different perspectives, different ideas, and um, way of living, and they all kind of come together and, and contribute to something. And this is what Seven Day Vegan is: it's, it's a collaboration of some great people um, trying to show people what what I think is a very common thing among vegans is that we believe veganism is love. Mm-hmm. Um, it's compassion. It's love for yourself, love for the planet, love for each other, and love for animals, um, and love for great food. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So, 
you mentioned health benefits as one of them, and I mean people people argue about different you know aspects of it. There's there's the paleo diet and. And you know, I believe I like a lot of the principles of the paleo diet. I mean, I like the idea of of eating based on how we evolved. Um, I, I certainly have my problems with it, aside from ethical reasons, uh, just just kind of the the science and the idea that there was even one paleo diet. Right. But um, I know you've done a lot of research Leo, about food and diets, and I've seen you write about like I think it was the Okinawan diet. Um, yeah. I just like what like what do you think ethics aside? What do you think is just kind of the most helpful diet that, that one could eat if if it was if it was easy to do and and you weren't concerned about ethics like what do you think is is the most helpful diet out there yeah well um i mean that's a the problem is like what is helpful right so you have to kind of like get into that um but for me the definition of what helpful is is that you're getting the right amount of calories not too little and of course not too much because that makes us fat and sick um, and then you're getting all the nutrients that your body needs and that goes from you know minerals like iron um, and vitamins and you know vitamin you know uh, fiber and and all of those kinds of things and uh, so that becomes kind of complex you know yeah. and so and the, the problem is getting the right amount of calories and getting all of those nutrients um, it becomes a difficult thing if you have half of your calories come from, let's say, fats or uh, empty, you know, just basically sugars or uh, white carbs. Um, and so that's the challenge is like, how do you get all of those nutrients that your body needs um, and into the right amount of calories for your body? And so, the, you know, the, the obvious answer that I think a lot of us know is that whole foods um, mostly plants is the answer. And that's the simple, you know, Michael Pollan, I think, wrote about that. Mm -hmm. Just you know, eat, eat real food, uh, mostly plants, not too much. And I think that's, that's the most basic definition. Um, so, yeah, if you're eating just like mostly plant food, lots of greens, you know, orange and yellows and reds, um, fruits and vegetables, uh, whole grains that give you like good nutrients, not just empty flour. Um, and sugar, right. uh, good fats, and all of that. So if you can get all of those things into your diet in a, a variety of ways, um, that's basically it. And I found that cooking simply um, is is the easiest way to do that. So you just cook, cook a simple meal with, let's say, some greens, some kind of uh, simple protein like beans, and maybe a whole grain. Um, and then add some good fats to that, so like olive oil or avocados or something. And I, I found that to be the healthiest diet. Um, and of course, um, there's lots of variations on that. The Okinawans, like you mentioned, super healthy people, uh, at least traditionally, I think with modern diets, they're actually, that's actually changing, but their traditional diet is like almost all plants, uh, maybe a, a little bit of serving of, a half a serving of fish at, uh, or seafood a day, almost never any red meat except for on holidays or celebrations. And then, um, like lots of greens, but also lots of carbohydrates. Uh, so they ate like a ton of like sweet potatoes, uh, lots of soy, um, and all. But that's almost the same exact thing that I'm talking about. Is like lots of lots of vegetables, uh, good healthy starches, and um, some good you know protein. And you can you can say that the paleo people, uh, at least people who do it, I think in a in a sensible manner, are doing the same thing. Um, right. 
especially when, you know, I think one of the best things about paleo is that they focus on whole foods, real foods. Um, so they, they toss out a lot of the processed stuff. Uh, and I think you would agree with that. Uh, yes. And if you look at, you know, the healthiest people around the world, they're all doing exactly the same thing. The Mediterranean diet, um, it's just variations on that theme. And vegan, the vegan diet, that's the thing about the vegan diet is that actually it could be uh, very unhealthy. There's so much range. Like veganism basically is more of an ethical choice of not eating animal products. Um, and so there's so much range there. You can drink, you know, um, sodas and eat french fries and, you know, just like just not get the nutrients that you need and you'd be very unhealthy as a vegan. Yeah, but I think a lot of vegans um, like yourself, you know, try and get, you know, a lot of healthy whole foods in there. And so I think just because vegans are tend to um, educate themselves more about, like, I, I need I need to get these certain nutrients in that most people aren't really paying attention to. Um, they they tend to eat healthier in general, with lots of exceptions. Yeah, uh, and and there are a lot. Um, but but I think you're right. That's a great point. That one of the reasons that that vegan has worked really well for me is because it kind of forced me to like it limited my choices. So I all of a sudden a fast food restaurant was out of the question. Um, whereas I'd always known that fast food was bad, I still had managed to go there you know once or twice a month because I felt like oh I did a long run today so I kind of deserve it. Yeah. Um, so like once once those options got limited and I just had to be more careful about making sure I was getting everything I needed, then it became you know my eating just kind of went to a new level, and I've seen it. I've seen lots of people, even like in my own family, um, people who are like on a paleo diet, not not my very close family, but um, – and like you know, eat a burger from a fast food place and be like, well, this is paleo because it's it's a it's a burger. But that's – it's just very easy to – I think it's a little bit easier with other type of diets to not – not just to, to kind of slip up or to be not as strict on them um, just because there's not the little ethical tie. Like I'm never going to eat a burger and say, well, it's, it's – uh, it's just a little little slip up here, so I don't know. It's just that's one reason I've I've been drawn to this diet for health. But everybody's well, different. Is that there's um, uh, it's a dual-edged sword that uh, there's a lot of really great um, vegan foods coming out, you know, on the market uh, and restaurants. So like this is something that vegans love because like oh all of a sudden I have more choices. <laughs> right. Also they're not all good for you. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely not. Well, I'm curious. I'm curious, kind of on that note. You know, a lot of people are trying to eat healthier, whether it's you know going vegan or um, just eating healthier in general. Um, and some people like the idea of the cheat day. You know, I think Tim Ferriss mentions it um, a few times. And um, and I don't know. What do you guys think about the cheat day? So when you can just kind of drop the habit, drop the you know the uh, diet, and eat whatever you want to. Yeah. Um, I, I can go first. I know. Matt, you probably have a, something to say about sure, that too. Sure, go ahead. Um, so yeah, so I, I definitely have a cheat day, but I don't really think of it that way. Um, I think of it more of a fa as a family day, because <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like my kids eat different things than I do during the week. Um, I eat, te I tend to eat a little healthier than they do. Uh, they eat more like kid friendly, you know, in quotes, <laughs> like <laughs> sure. convenience food. Uh, uh -huh. But uh, so like on the weekends, like we tend to do things together, like go to like a vegan brunch, for example, or something like that. So I, I just kind of loosen up the um, restrictions. I still eat vegan, but um, I don't worry so much about whether I'm eating a little bit of sugar or uh, something that's fried or something like that. Right. Sure. 
Uh, but I, yeah, I think, I think you know, like when you travel too, it, it's it's harder, and you want to like taste some great, you know, let's say vegan restaurants on the road. I mean, in a new, in new city, and um, so like I tend to to have times when I let things a little loose in terms of healthiness, uh, but I still stick with the vegan um, ethics. Yeah, my my take on cheat days is that I like I when I first started getting into trying to eat healthier and work out. This was back in college, probably over ten years ago now. Um, I did what was called the Body for Life plan, and I there was a cheat day on that, and I loved it, and I took advantage of it and just ate the worst possible food you could, <laughs> and like uh, like Tim Ferriss says, eat so much of it that you really don't even want it for a few days. Like it just it it seems disgusting, and uh, it worked really really well for me. But um, I think now I wouldn't really do it just because – I don't know. I think that's kind of a – if you're interested in weight loss or like a big body transformation or in following a diet, again, in air quotes here, um, then maybe it's good for a diet. I don't – as far as like a lifestyle goes, I've just kind of found that I gravitate towards the healthier foods anyway. Like my taste buds have kind of changed, and I'm not that interested in eating a whole bunch of fried foods or whatever. It just doesn't seem all that good. So I still will do it from time to time, but – I don't know. It doesn't need to be one particular day. Like I, I'm for some reason with diet, it's it's something where I can kind of regulate it. Like I don't need to have, I don't need to restrict it to a certain day. Um, whereas other habits, I I probably would do a lot better with with a cheat day type thing. But you know, not with diet. I think one important thing about about you is that you've changed your taste buds over time. Just like gradually, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you don't like fried foods as much, but uh, for someone who's like just starting out. Um, they might still really crave fried foods. And I would say, like, you want to be compassionate with yourself and let that be a gradual process. Um, so for people who are just starting out and haven't changed those taste buds, let yourself have some fried foods now and then, uh, especially if you're trying a whole range of new, like, vegan foods. Um, you might want to just, you know, like, loosen things up a little bit and then just gradually move to what, what Matt does which is, you know, eat healthy almost all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about yeah. that. <laughs> I think you mentioned that actually on the seven-day vegan site. You know, you're like, if you would typically eat a pizza, you know, that night, you know, don't not have a pizza, but you can get a vegan pizza if you really need a pizza that night. Yeah, because you don't want it to be a sacrifice. And some, like, drastic changes are usually pretty tough. And so I usually tell people, and that's how I did it too, is like, find the vegan versions of the foods that you're used to. And um, and then so adjust to that first and then start to eat, you know, go towards a healthier vegan diet. Um, but, yeah, if you just start eating, like, let's say just all, you know, I'm not su suggesting you do this, but let's say you eat all raw vegetables tomorrow. <laughs> um, like, you would eat it, and it would be suffering, and you would not stick to it. And that's something I found just through my, my habit change, um, you know, studies is that, like things that you hate, you cannot stick to for very long. So you should be moving to, you should change, make changes that you actually really enjoy. And I think veganism can be that um, if you do it right. Is And even healthy eating uh, can be towards changes that you enjoy. So like I think Matt, Matt and I both do that is that we eat healthy foods that are, are really delicious, um, just delicious in different ways than let's say fried foods, right? And eventually... Taste buds change, and then you don't even want the fried foods because they taste too greasy and heavy, and <laughs> like you feel gross afterwards, right? Yeah, that's true. You absolutely do notice the difference over time. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, I, I changed a lot when I went vegetarian, and I remember I was eating. I, I used to take this uh, before I was vegetarian. I I had uh, some sort of protein powder. I think it was whey protein, and it was flavored with some sort of sweetener, like some sort of artificial non-sugar sweetener. Yeah. And uh, I, I thought it was like the best protein powder, and I recommended it to everybody at the time. And then I went vegetarian, and just kind of independently of the protein powder thing, which was whey protein, so I still could have had that. I just kind of started eating more whole foods and more raw vegetables, more raw fruits, um, unsweetened protein powders. And then one day I went back to this one because I realized I still had it in the cabinet. And it tasted like the worst chemical, horrible sweetener you could imagine. <laughs> and I couldn't believe that I ate this thing every single day and recommended it to everyone. So, And that was like two months. So my, my taste buds absolutely changed in that amount of time. Uh, and, and I don't know. I guess I wouldn't want people to think – like I think when people talk about that, it seems almost like we're we're being like I don't know like like oh yeah we're on a different level now and like your taste buds will change and it just seems like so unattainable to someone who who is is stuck in a, an eating habit or routine that's you know we just you just can't imagine that happening but it does happen and it's and it doesn't take all that long and it's it's real so um you know let's shift a little bit I guess now we're talking about habits now which Leo is is your area of expertise you might say so. Let's talk just a little bit about that. Um, somebody who's who's not eating well right now. Let's let's kind of put veganism aside. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who wants to change their diet and has tried diets, different various diets of the week, and failed. What would you tell that person? Like like where do they, you know, how do they reset, start over? Like we mentioned some of the guidelines, like whole foods, cooking your own, cooking simple foods. But how does someone who's in that sort of situation start on the path of eating healthier? Do they need to first break bad habits? Do they need to first start good habits? What do they do? Yeah, I, I tend to find um, – I, I find that uh, starting new positive habits is way easier than than breaking you know, bad habits. Um, only because those bad habits are like so ingrained in us um, – that uh, it's it's they're usually just not the best place to start. They're a little bit harder. So if you've if once you started like forming some new positive habits, then um, you start to to kind of get the hang of these habit changes, and you feel more confident in yourself, and um, you trust yourself more. And so then you can start tackling some of the the things that um, you know that you feel are are negative. But um, so you know, just start slowly is I, I would say is the most important thing. Um, instead of changing your entire diet all at once, just make small healthy improvements. Um, so just add some you know if you don't eat vegetables, I think it's a very common thing is people don't like the taste of vegetables, um, and they don't eat eat them very much. Start to add some vegetables into your diet, and it, it doesn't even have to be like you just eat like a a stalk of broccoli plain. Like you could, um, you know, add some, chop up some greens and add it into a soup or a spaghetti sauce or something like that. And so it's kind of mixed in with something that you're already like, but now you have some vegetables in it. And uh, I think little changes like that are a lot easier to implement and they don't feel like you're suffering. Um, you know, and, and then you can start to experiment with different vegetables and different ways of preparing them, whether you like them steamed or stir-fried. Um, yeah, so just start to do things like that. Uh, you know, one thing that might be good is to start to drink more water. I think a lot of people 
drink like too much, you know, just say like Starbucks coffee or Gatorade or um, colas and stuff like that. So if you just drink more water, just add that into your life. It'll probably start to push out some of the um, higher calorie type drinks. Um, so little things like that, I think, are the most important uh, are the best way to start the transition towards a healthy diet. Yeah, and in this case, breaking bad habits actually, you know, when it's food and you can only take in really so much food. I mean, hopefully, <laughs> when you repl- when you start eating good foods, you are automatically in some way lessening the bad foods you're eating. So so you're kind of doing both at once. And yeah. a more like exact example of that is um, Matt Rusigno, who who is a vegan registered dietitian. He contributed a lot to Seven Day Vegan Challenge, and co-wrote my book with me, which is which is coming out in the fall. Um, one one tip he mentioned was like if you if you eat beef, this is more kind of if you want to go vegetarian, but rather than just general healthy eating. But if you like say beef and broccoli, and that's that's your favorite dish, start making it with instead of 50% beef, 50% broccoli, start making it. 75% broccoli and 25% beef and yeah. then you know just kind of keep changing that and like in each when you do that you're not really going to notice it uh, I mean maybe jumping from 50 to 75 you will but but you could you could start smaller than that and over time you can you really can make changes like that 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 are you know like we said breaking bad habits and starting good ones and yeah. I like water as, as an example too that's a good one yeah, and I just want I would prefer people focus on the things that they're adding in rather than what that's pushing out because then they start to think, Oh gosh, I'm missing my soda, right? Yeah. But if you think, Oh, this water is making me feel hydrated and actually clean water is delicious, um, then that's the thing to focus on. So it's a it's a mindset shift, I think, uh, from what you're giving up to what you're adding in. And I think um, that's an important thing because, again, if you feel like you're sacrificing and you actually don't enjoy the change, you're not going to stick to it. Um, so it's an important mind sh- uh, mindset um, shift. Yeah, and the idea that you can that you could never eat something again, I mean, that's not quite what you were talking about. But um, when you talk about going vegetarian or vegan, I remember one of the things that was kind of a worry for me was this when I thought about doing it, it would be like, Oh, I can never eat buffalo chicken wings again. Like, how am I gonna ever do that? So okay. when when I actually did, I tried to go vegetarian once a long time ago and it didn't work. I lasted like a week. But uh, when it actually did work, the way it did, and this is great because of Seven Day Vegan Challenge, was when I set a time limit on it and I said I'm gonna do this sort of really healthy eating for 10 days only. And then when I get to the end of that, that will be a success. And at that point, I can evaluate: Do I want to keep doing this, or do I want to say now do a 30 day version of it? And the idea, and this is kind of the same idea with like cheat days. The idea is then that you don't have to say, I can't ever have this again. So like you don't have to say, I, I can never have soda again. It just can be like, I can, I can, at the end of this, I can have that soda if I decide to. Right. Yeah. No, that's a really important point. And I think the other um, thing that, that, uh, that made me think of is if someone tried, let's say, a, a vegan challenge or tried to go vegetarian and failed, or even tried to eat just you know just a, a simple healthy eating um, change and they fail. Um, I think that's an important point. Um, at, at that that failure point is important because a lot of times people will then feel really bad about themselves and compensate by eating really horribly. <laughs> right. So the 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 horrible eating is their comfort, um, their way of comforting themselves, and so um, I think that it becomes a negative process because then they, they also lose trust in themselves to be able to do it the next time. So what I, what I would like to advise people is if you try the seven day 
vegan challenge or go 10 days vegetarian or uh, make any kind of healthy eating change uh, for a little while and fail, at that point, uh, recognize it not as failure, but look at the things that were successful and feel good about that. And then look at what the, the mistake was, because really what it is is not a failure in yourself, but it's a failure in the method. The method just needs to be adjusted. So there's obviously, uh, it's obviously something that everyone can do is, is go vegetarian or vegan or, or start to eat healthy, but um, a lot of people follow the wrong method. And so they just need to adjust the method, not feel bad about themselves, and then try again. Um, and so there's lots of sticking points, sticking points like, okay, well, I wasn't prepared for when I went out with my friends and they were all eating buffalo wings. You know, what do I do then? Um, and you just haven't figured out a method for dealing with that sticking point. And all you have to do is just kind of figure out what those sticking points are and adjust your method to be able to deal with them. And don't internalize it as some failure of yourself. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, that's that's. I mean, look at look at the whole process of going vegetarian or vegan as one that is going to have setbacks in it, and don't think that when that first one happens that it failed and you need to now abort the entire mission. I mean, look at it as like that. That's one step, and now you figure out how to get past that for the next time, and then just you know you keep keep trying. And if and if you if you resolve that you're not going to stop until you do it, then uh, you, you'll eventually get there. <laughs> yeah, just keep keep adjusting and. And enjoy the whole process because it's it's all a learning process really. We're all learning about ourselves and what works and what you know, what how we best change. And that's going to be different from for me um, than it is for you. So just kind of learn about yourself as you go along, and it's really a, actually a fun and rewarding process. Sure. Yeah, Leo, I'm I'm curious um, why exactly you decided on seven days instead of something like Beatless Monday, where it's just one day a week. Do you think there's any benefit from doing it a consecutive chunk, um, you know, all at once? Yeah. Over and yeah, instead of kind of breaking it up and, and splitting it up like that? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, there's actually a lot of interesting things that happen if you do it for a chunk. And seven days, obviously, is a round number because we think in terms of months and weeks and years. But sure. um, so it could have been 10 days or 13 or whatever. But what happens when you do it in a, a consecutive chunk is that you have to learn to deal with a number of different problems. Um, or not problems, but different uh, situations. So during that week, you might have a series of things that you do every week, like go out with friends or eat with your family for dinner or um, go, to, go to a family gathering, uh, get-together kind of thing. And so if you do that, kind of, you know, during the week you're going to encounter all those situations, and you're going to want to, like, think ahead and plan for those situations. Um, and so that seven days kind of forces you to think ahead and then figure out solutions for you that, that work for you. Look at other people, you know, how do they do it, and then go and, and try it for yourself. And... Um, and so that's that's an important process because then you can you, you've ironed out a bunch of things uh, during that time. And the other thing is uh, it gives you time to adjust because uh, if you only do it for let's say one day a week, um, then you're going to go back to eating meat or, or cheese or whatever, and um, and you're going to consider that your normal the the six days a week. 
Uh, then you go back to you know the the one day a week and it's out of the normal, and then back to the six days which you consider normal. Right. So if you do for seven days, it starts to adjust what you consider normal, um, and because that whole week that was your normal, and um, then you can you can kind of um, see the benefits of sticking to a change for a little while and um, and having that normal adjusted. That's something that a lot of people don't see because they're so used to sticking with what they consider normal and they don't want to vary from that. But if you can right. adjust that normal, then all of a sudden, like, wow, I am now freed from having <laughs> to do the same exact thing over and over for the rest of my life. And um, that actually has benefits outside of diet. Uh, if you can now realize you can change anything in your life just by changing what's normal and then making that be your new normal, um, then you can really change like like anything. Like you now have a superpower. <laughs> so yeah, it's a uh, you know I mean it's not going to work for every person. Some people are going to fail, and then how they deal with that failure is going to be variable. But I think a lot of people who get through it will. Um, see a lot of benefits that go beyond veganism. Yeah, I actually have a perfect example for your first uh, your first point about sure. kind of dealing with certain situations already in these the first four days of the of the seven day vegan challenge. Um, I go to a lot of baseball games, I'm a big baseball fan and I'm a big Nats fan, so I go to a lot of baseball games here in DC and um, there's only a few op few vegetarian options in the stadium and most of them aren't vegan, but I always get the same one every time I go to a game. And um, yesterday I was at the stadium and I realized, um, you know, I couldn't have this this food. And so, you know, it, it kind of threw me for a loop. And I was like, what am I going to have for dinner? You know, and I had to, you know, kind of take a step back, plan, you know, kind of reevaluate the situation. Um, and I got through it and it was fine. And so now, you know, I know that, you know, when I'm in those situations, I can deal with it and it'll be fine. I can still have a good meal. Yeah, that's yeah, great job. That's a good example. <laughs> Yeah, and that also kind of goes back to like thinking ahead. Um, that becomes a skill that a lot of vegans have. Is like in the beginning, you're like, oh shoot, you know, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think this through. But right, right. you, you kind of thought this through, and, and actually becomes a habit of like, okay, I'm going to someone's dinner uh, party, so let's think this through. What am I going to eat? Should I bring something? Should I, you know. There's all these, like, is, is someone else there vegan and are they bringing something? <laughs> right. Yeah, so you start to, like, form these habits and it, after a while it becomes automatic. It's like, okay, I'm going out to, you know, a restaurant. Uh, let's look at, let's go online look at their menu maybe. <laughs> or <laughs> right. Happy Cow and, you know, Happy Cow uh, website and see if there's anything there that I can eat. Or, you know, you, you kind of, like, figure this stuff out. Even for travel, um, that's, like, the first thing I'll do is go look up places that I can eat in a new city. Um, so yeah, the thinking ahead is a really important skill and like if you only had to do it for one day a week, you might not actually learn that. Um, right, right. Totally. So anyway, very good. Uh, cool job. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, what was that food? I think everyone's going to be dying to know, of course. What, what was the food that you can no longer eat? Uh, pizza, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, it's I, you know, I, I always, almost always treat myself to a big slice of cheese pizza because there really aren't that many options. Uh, in the stadium um, for vegetarians. They don't have veggie um, dogs or veggie burgers? Uh, well, I found a veggie burger. Um, at, you have to get, apparently, I asked around and looked uh, on, on the internet, um, and there's one place that, well, two places that have veggie burgers, so I was able to find one, and that was good. And I didn't even know it existed, so 
Um, now I have more than one vegetarian option, you know. <laughs> All right, Leo. So we'll let you go after this one. I have one more question for you. Um, kind of, kind of off the topic we've been on, which is just general healthy eating. But I want to know how do you spread this message um, in, in a situation like yours, where you, you're writing to this huge audience on Zen Habits, who is there? And I, know, I think you've been vegetarian for the whole time you've you've been writing Zen Habits. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. But you haven't written – I know you've posted recipes and things, but you haven't written much that kind of says you should go vegetarian for these reasons. What's, and, I mean, I can, I can see why you wouldn't necessarily want to do that. But now that you are more into veganism, and, and I've seen you wrote that great post uh, – I don't know the name of it, but the URL was zenhabits.net slash plants, I think. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just curious. what What is your approach to sharing a message like this with your audience where – I mean, you you think it can benefit a whole lot of them, but you also know that many of them aren't going to be interested in it and, and might be turned off by, you know, anything resembling preaching of of this sort of diet. So I'm just interested from a from a blogger's perspective. How, you know, how how are you how do you go about sharing this sort of thing? Yeah, that's a a great question, um, and it, it brings up some an important point about blogging about changes in general, um, which is that most people. Uh, don't like, like you said, don't like to be preached to and don't like to feel like their way of life is being attacked. Um, and, uh, and so that, that's a really big challenge when you, when you blog about how to change your life is how to not make people feel defensive. And so like when, let's say, let's take veganism as an example, but actually this could work for like, you know, being sedentary instead of exercising, um, or smoking or anything like that. So let's say you're you're a non-vegan and someone starts saying you should turn vegan. This is why you're you're ruining the the world and <laughs> killing like all these like innocent creatures. What happens in that case when they feel attacked is or their position is being attacked is that um, they get defensive and they dig in and they start getting angry and start attacking you back and finding ways to justify what they do and what reasons why you're wrong. People want to be right. Um, so that's obviously really bad, uh, and you don't want to do that. So what you want to do instead is um, not attack, but instead show them an alternative and show them someone else who's doing that. And that could be you or it could be some other cool people who are really happy with that alternative. Uh, so I usually take myself as, as an example, mm -hmm. and what I'll do is I'll say, I you know, used to be a big meat lover. But then I started reading about this stuff, and I tried veganism, and I loved it. So there's four steps there. I used to be like you, so I, I get where you are, and I, I, there's nothing wrong with where you are. So make them feel okay with the position that they have, um, and that's completely understandable and justifiable, because it totally is, and most of us have been there. Um, and so that's like not an unreasonable place to be. However, because of these reasons, so you're giving them some good reasons to try it. I did this, and then you show them what, what you did, and then you show them the results. Um, so uh, when, you, when you do it in that way, people are like, oh, look what Leo did. He was like me. He did this stuff, and, and it was great for him. And then they start to, like in their minds, see themselves in that position, see them, themselves in your shoes, and they like um, start to say, wow, you know, I – I would love to be like that. I would love to try this and 
be happy and, you know, feel good about this and that. Uh, and so uh, then in their mind, there's this new kind of fantasy going on. And I, I, mm-hmm. I say fantasy not in a derogatory way. Fantasies aren't necessarily negative. It's just a thing that our minds do. So we produce this fantasy of ourselves doing what Leo did or whoever. And um, then it becomes this thing that you kind of are gravitated towards rather than that you feel you're being pushed towards by someone who's attacking you. Uh, and so that's a really important process that I try and um, do. And if you look at most of my posts, they're, they are like that. I obviously mess up sometimes. But uh, that, that's basically what my whole blog is me showing things that I've done and how I like it. And here's how you can do it, too, if you want to. Uh, without making people feel bad about what they're doing already. Yeah, that's really interesting. I, I've obviously read your blog plenty and blogged myself for several years now. And uh, being in that same sort of position where where I, I want to show my own changes and and encourage people to do it without pushing them to do it. Uh, and I think I think to some extent I've I've intuitively kind of found some of those, but I've I've never heard it really said that way in those sort of steps, and I've never quite put it together that that's what so many Zen Habits posts are, are based on that sort of structure. So that that's very, very cool to hear. And uh, I'm glad you glad you answered that question at such length, Leo. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I just ramble when I, I'm really excited about something. but <laughs> No, it's, it's, it's very, it's, you know, we, I, I love to hear you ramble. It's, it's always great. And I think I said that last time we talked because it's, uh, it's always a pleasure. So thank you very much, Leo, for taking the time to do this. We went longer than I had planned. And uh, thank you from pretty much every vegan, I think, for, for, you know, having the initiative to put the seven day vegan challenge together because it's amazing that someone with as much of an audience as you have, um, you know, is doing something to promote veganism and, and someone who, you know, is just trusted by so many people and, and loved by so many people around the internet. So, uh, I think it's awesome. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled to have been any part of it at all, but I'm, I'm even more thrilled that it's, that it's out there. So thank you yeah. very much. Well, thank you for having me on this on the show, um, and I wanted to thank you again for your help in making it a reality. I also want to thank all other vegans out there uh, <laughs> who walked the path before me and shown me, you know, the way to go and and made it easier and been an inspiration to me and and other people. Um, you know, I wouldn't be a vegan if it weren't for you guys and the site. That you know, sevendayvegan.com wouldn't be coming out if it weren't for all the other people who've contributed and also just served as inspiration, given like you know their lives to making um, you know the world easier for vegans and and putting out good information. So I'm just a small cog in that. Obviously, I have an, an audience, and I I would love to use that to to help. But um, there's so many other people out there who've done amazing work and. Um, I want to give them, you know, my gratitude, and that includes you too, Matt. So thank you. Uh, absolutely, it's a pleasure. All right, so uh, everyone, check out sevendayvegan.com. We'll we'll link it up at the bottom here, and it officially launches next Tuesday. But you guys can get in there early and start. There's no there's no reason to wait or anything. Uh, thank you again, Leo, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks a lot, Leo. Yeah, thank you. All right, so that was fantastic. Thanks again to Leo Babauta for taking the time to do that with us. As I mentioned, it went a little bit longer than I had planned, but I'm kind of glad because, like I said, he's the expert on this sort of topic that we're talking about. So uh, I'm glad to get as much information from him as we can. And uh, if you haven't done it yet during an interview, check out his site, 
or his his new the new site he's launched sevendayvegan.com. Uh, there's there's a lot of great stuff there, and as we mentioned in the interview, Doug has been doing it himself for several days. He's I I believe he's the world's first person to actually do the <laughs> seven day vegan challenge because the site hasn't been launched yet. Uh, so Doug, how's I mean how's it been going? How, how long has it been? And also tell people like what your situation was before that because people are going to wonder why is why is Doug uh, you know, a podcast co-host of Nomi Athlete if he's not yet vegan. So explain sure. your situation. Yeah, so, um, well, I've been vegetarian for about three and a half years, and um, it's been great. You know, I think that most people listening to the podcast um, are at least vegetarian uh, and can appreciate all those things. But, you know, as, as the years went on, um, it became evident that I was just naturally cutting out, you know, eggs and meat, uh, a lot of milk and things like that. Um, and, you know, maybe six or eight months ago, um, my fiance, Katie and I, uh, consciously made a decision to, um, to not buy those things. So at the house, we, we still bought plenty of cheese. Don't get me wrong, but, um, we didn't, uh, we didn't buy milk for cereal anymore. We, we didn't, uh, you know, scramble any eggs or anything like that. Um, and so we've kind of been transitioning slowly towards veganism, but um, never, you know, it's always really intimidated me to make that plunge. Um, it's always felt really restrictive. And um, I don't know, I, I guess it just because of fear, you know, I've never, I've never really done that. And, um, you know, when, when you told me you were working on this seven day vegan challenge with, with Leo, I was like, huh, you know, that, that seems like a good tangible way to, to do it, to give it a shot. Um, and when you showed me the site and, you know, when we decided to have Leo on today, it just made a lot of sense for me to go ahead and do it. So uh, last Sunday, both Katie and I decided to to start the challenge, and uh, we've been vegan for four days now. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and it's it's been really good. As we talked about in the in the interview with Leo, you know, it's, it's really made me – at times when I, you know, I'm at a restaurant or out with friends, I've had to uh, make decisions and make be conscious about uh, what I'm eating. And, and you know, as a vegetarian, you have to do that anyway, of course. Uh, but you get used to it, and, and it becomes no big deal. And so this was kind of an added layer of of thought. It took a while to, or you know, it took some extra preparation, and um, I had to think about it before I went. You know, that kind of thing. But it's been good, and I would encourage anyone who is, whether you're vegetarian or not, um, you know, if you're not vegan, to go out and give this a shot because it really, it really is not, um, has not been nearly as difficult as I expected it to be, and it, and it hasn't felt nearly as restrictive as I expected it to be. And it's been nice, it's been nice to have Katie do it with me. So if you have a friend or um, partner or something that that you would want to, or they would also want to kind of do this, it's been nice to have the support and. Um, you know, you know, even if it's just other vegan friends, make sure that you tell them and let them know that you're doing this, and so you can have the kind of moral support and ask questions and bounce stuff off each other. So yeah, yeah, and the accountability, right? So if they see right. you, they see you doing something that's not in the program, they'll call you on it. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> um, and you know, I think it's it's. I didn't really think of this before, but I my guess is that Leo's reason for putting this together was probably to a to give people who are not yet vegetarian uh, some some resources to to get started with this, but I'm wondering now if uh, if that there's going to be a lot of I would imagine there will be a lot of people like you who 
are vegetarian and have just never really made the decision to try going vegan, which is what exactly what I was for a long time. I had kind of always wanted to and reduced the amount of other animal products I ate, but never really did it until I made the decision and said, okay, this is going to be it. And at that, you know, then I won't order that pizza on Friday night that sometimes I still do. Not not now, but that I still did then. Right. Um. So it was, you know, it was just a matter of making the decision. And I think having something like this up there is is just kind of a a channel through which people can can do that and say, okay, I'm gonna give this a try for seven days. And actually, my and the other thing, like if you go seven days and decide that it's it's not working, um, that's that's one of the great things about this is that you can then. You can feel okay about that. I mean, ethical issues still, you've still got to deal with that if that's a big deal to you. But, but there's, you'll know that you completed a challenge and you'll know what, it, you'll know what it is like to do it for a week. And then you can come back. And like when I, I went vegan for a, for a month, uh, as like a challenge to myself. This was, I don't know, maybe, maybe a year after I was vegetarian or so and realized that I was not ready to do that. I just wasn't happy doing it. And I didn't really have the ethical drive to do it. I didn't quite understand, uh, kind of the things that I learned about dairy and all that goes into that. So I, it took like another, I don't know, might've been six months or something before I said, now I'm really ready. And that, that first challenge really set me up for it well, cause I learned a ton of stuff during it. Right. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, Katie and I have already decided that we're going to, um, continue on for at least, you know, extend the challenge, um, and, and see how that goes. And, um, you know, I think it kind of, having that set time, so seven days or 30 days, you know, Leo kind of touched on this a little bit, but it takes away that fear of, um, you know, of giving something up forever because there is a time when you can stop and, and feel okay about it um, and see what you learned and see how your body feels and see if you want to keep doing it. Um, but it's not like you're just going from zero to a hundred, you know, right away. Yep, exactly. So, um, I guess that's it. I don't know too much else. Um, I mean, you know, we we it was such a long interview and and we covered a lot of stuff there. So I don't really know that I have that much to really add to it. Um, for the record, No Meat Athlete has always been sort of a, you know, actually it wasn't always even a vegetarian site, which is a little bit of trivia. I think the first, I don't even think I deleted these posts, but the first like two weeks or so of the blog, I was posting recipes that had fish in them, thinking that. I mean, I knew that was meat, but kind of the blog was about, at that point, was about my journey towards being vegetarian while I was training to qualify for, for Boston. Right. And uh, and I didn't think it all weird that I was putting up fish recipes on a site called No Meat Athlete. So I think, <laughs> I think they're still there. And there are plenty of recipes, probably most of the recipes, well, maybe not most, but a lot of the recipes have cheese and stuff in them just because I posted a lot of more recipes in the earlier days than I do now. But it can all be easily removed for the most part just don't put the cheese on the pasta dish or whatever um and there's a recipes page by the way if you're new to the site uh, by chance there's a recipes link at the top that will get you to a long list of i don't know probably 100 recipes that i made and put on the blog um so anyway there's nothing at all wrong with with uh you know doug not being vegan i i mentioned that as a joke before but it's uh i mean the site's People, I still sometimes people link to the site and I and I'll read what they wrote about it, and it'll say something like, uh, "No meat athletes like more of a vegan site, and I'm just vegetarian." But here's this, and it, that's really never ever not what I meant for it to be. Like I once I went vegan, then of course I'm I'm not gonna post vegetarian recipes anymore. 
Uh, and, and once I went vegan, I kind of stopped putting references to dairy and like in just different posts, like of what, you know, how do you fuel after a workout or whatever. Right. But it wasn't like I meant for it ever to be like, well, now it's a vegan site and, and anyone who, who is a vegetarian still is wrong. I mean, because I, you know, I was I was in those exact shoes and, and I, I want the site to appeal to people who are who are just the slightest bit curious about even going vegetarian and still still I mean, I'm, I'm happy to to have people who are who are eating meat all the time but just keep reading the post because it's interesting to them because i think someone like that is is one day going to be interested enough to to give it a try and that's another great thing about the seven day vegan um if you're in that boat whether you're vegetarian or whether you're completely omnivorous still uh but you've been thinking about it then this is a chance to go give it a try uh in a totally non-pressure way from you know a, a variety of different people contributing including myself um leo many many cookbook authors athletes as i mentioned before so it's good check it out uh if you haven't yet yeah there's tons of great resource resources for for both the you know the the meat eaters and um vegetarians like me you know it's just it, he lays it out really well and there's so many good good contributors um it's definitely worth checking out yeah and what i like a lot is that there's a lot of stuff that's sort of i don't know i call it like kind of lifestyle related like Right. Like, like, what do you do if your friends aren't vegan? Or what do you do? How do you go out to a restaurant now and eat? And, you know, I don't, I don't know who the particular bloggers were who answered those questions, but he kind of sought out people who had written really great posts about particular topics like that, and, uh, and, you know, got the permission to use them on the site. So, th- there's all kinds of that stuff there, which really makes it easy. And that, that stuff that I learned over, over many, many months of being vegan, but to, to kind of know it in advance is, is really helpful. So. Right. And, and, you know, and that's what was, has always been, you know, one of the things that's always been really intimidating for me, you know, and so to have someone just come out there and say it in a non, you know, it's not like, well, you shouldn't be going out with those people if they, you know, want to pressure you to eat me. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind right. of, right. It's good. It's good. Works it is good. All right. So check that out. Um, uh, other news, there's not really that much else going on. Um, we have the Nomi Athlete community site launching really soon. So that's kind of a big thing going on. It'll probably be another, I don't know, two weeks or so till that's actually going. But I'm really hoping to make it happen by then. Our original goal was like the start of the year, and that didn't happen, obviously. But it is going to happen soon, and I think it's going to be really great this time. So look for that. There'll be forums and much, much more, which will be revealed as we as we launch it. Uh, besides that, I mean, there's there's some great content coming up on the blog. At least I think it's great. I have some, some good ideas for different, different posts that I particularly am excited about. Uh, I'm going to talk to Matt Rusigno for one. He's he's the the vegan RD that I mentioned in the interview with Leo, and uh, we're going to go through a bunch of different supplements, kind of talk about like what supplements do vegans or vegetarians need to think about, and which ones don't they need to think about, which ones are kind of a waste of time, money. So that'll be good, and uh, like I said, several others. So that's really it. Um, Thank you, Doug, for your time. Thank you, everyone who has listened here. Again, if you're new, check it out on iTunes and subscribe there. That's really the way to to make sure that you get it, you know, delivered to whatever your iPod, iPhone, whatever. Um, or you can subscribe to the blog and you'll get updates through blog posts about the blog, podcast. So thanks again to Leo, um, and I guess we'll see you guys all next time, maybe in maybe in two to three weeks or so for the podcast. All right. Thanks all right, a lot, Matt. See you later, Doug. Bye. Bye.